Hello, everybody. It's Alan Barry Labucan here from the Rocks and Stocks News website. Um, we've got a special guest in Tim Froud. Uh, Tim and his company, Sokomen, uh, been a real early mover into the exciting new, uh, uh, one of the key gold exploration camps in Canada, Newfoundland. Lots going on out there. Tim's been uh, there for a long time. Uh, he lives close to where his project is, just off the highway, the Moosehead project. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about their new flavor, uh, which is uh, they've got some lithium news. Tim, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Alan. It's always great to get on here with you. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, when you go exploring, sometimes you trip up over stuff that you say, hmm, maybe we should throw a little bit of this into the bag and see what we get out of it. And and pretty much that's what happened at Golden Hope. Uh, you know, you correctly identified, uh, you know, obviously our flagship as being the Moosehead Project, but we are still an exploration company. We, we don't go in the bush with blinders on. Um, we all remember a story, I think about a company called Diamond Fields and how that ended up for everybody. <laughs> I think a lot of people ended up pretty happy with, with, with what turned out of that. But Just uh, to touch on that a little bit, Tim, it goes back to, old-fashioned, uh, you know, looking around at what's under your feet. Well, in the case of diamond fields, they were looking for diamonds and the geologists were flying in a helicopter and they saw some rusty colored rock and they, uh, against the orders of the company management, mm -hmm. uh, they were supposed to just be getting home. They instead uh, landed, took some samples and uh the rest is history they found boise's bay it was a four billion dollar takeout so that old-fashioned geology of walking around and breaking some rocks tim uh has led you guys to to find some lithium and lithium is one of the hottest things out there right now in the commodity space the demand is super strong the supply is not reacting as quickly as needed and the price has gone up dramatically and it looks to keep going up. So give us a little bit of uh, more details about your, your lithium uh, rock kicking. Well, as I mentioned, uh, you know, Golden Hope was, was staked initially because of two very uh, important structural trends that, that cross through that portion of Newfoundland. Uh, the Cape Ray Marathon Moosehead uh, uh, system, as well as one that we've kind of all forgotten about uh, for, for a while, and that's the Hope Brook trend, which, you know, Hope Brook was uh, Newfoundland's really first foray into, you know, the gold mining scene. It, it came about as a discovery in the mid 80s and produced just under a million ounces of gold. So a lot of people probably don't even remember it or even know about Hope Brook, but uh, we were able to acquire through staking Benton, uh, Benton and ourselves, this is a JV property, um, you know, a, a very substantial a 750 square kilometers, over 3000 claims, uh, yeah. basically tying up significant uh, strike extensions of, uh, of those two key structures. So um, anyway, uh, in the process of evaluating our project for gold, uh, and again, I'll say, you know, we're still an exploration company, we're prospectors at heart. Uh, we happened upon uh, some pegmatites that, that looked rather interesting. So we took a couple of grab samples just, just to see what was in them. And sure enough, they came back. And I think our first news release indicated, I think, up to 1.9% uh, uh, Li2O. Now, 
caution, this is, these are very early days. If these are still just exploration, grab sample, uh, grab sample, in some cases, chip sample results. So we went back in a couple of weeks later and um, <clears throat> collected about, I think, 58 samples, of which 35 were released last week. And uh, yeah, this is turning out to be something quite interesting. We've got now, now samples. Were those 58 samples from outcropping rock or uh, what, what kind of samples were taken on those 58? Yeah, the bulk of them are, are in situ bedrock uh, samples, uh, Alan. A lot of them are grab samples. Uh, there were, I think, a, a series of four samples that were collected at the main uh, discovery showing that were essentially 50 centimeter, half meter sort of panel samples. You know, you're just basically gathering up rock. It's not a selected, uh, it's not a, it's not a channel sample, but it's, 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 it's better than a grab sample in terms of what it's going to tell you. It's more of a representative sample. And four of those samples all came back, I think a, a percent and a half up to 2.3% uh, Li2O. So, uh, so yeah, we, we basically verified a, a probably the first ever Know, bona fide um, high-grade lithium, any lithium for that matter, uh, occurrence uh, in the province. So uh, again, it's still early days. Uh, what we know is that the system seems to be approximately based on visuals. Uh, we can only go with what we see exposed um, because this is an area, this is a brand new area. There's no infrastructure here at all. There's no, um, we're not in a, a brownfields area. It's a, it's a grassroots discovery. Approximately 100 meters, maybe 110 meters across strike. Uh, looks like to be multiple dikes. It's probably not just one continuous thickness of 100 meters. Uh, and up to a couple of hundred meters, perhaps as much as 300 meters verified so far in terms of strike length. So it's looking pretty interesting. We've obviously very, very early days, but you know we're very happy with the results. Um, these are what would be considered, I guess, high grade with, with respect to lithium. Absolutely. Um, I know there are projects in, in Ontario that are you know, pretty well at feasibility or pre-feasibility stage, or at least advanced projects that have, and I'm looking at grades anywhere from one to 2%. So we're in the ballpark with these things. Um, there's still a lot we need to learn about the system in terms of its actual chemistry. I understand that that's a very important part of the, process with respect to lithium, how much iron is in it, et cetera, and other, and other metals. So, uh, but we'll get there. Uh, in the meantime, the focus is still gold at, uh, at Golden Hope. We just got the data. Uh, again, everything is backed up, not just the labs. Um, even the geophysical companies are, are, are bogged down trying to get deliverables back to their clients. So we're now just getting that material back and we're gonna basically piece it together Before with the historical the data. Gold, so it's the lithium rock is poking its head out for a little bit there, a couple hundred meters by, you know, whatever side to side. Um, you guys don't have any government uh, geolo geophysical data to give you any indication of what it looks like as you go deeper, I, I would imagine, or no? Uh, typically, government airborne surveys are kind of coarse in their line spacing. So to look for subtle structures, you really need to, to sharpen it up, tighten up the line spacing a bit. And we have covered this area with a recent airborne uh, mag VLF uh, survey, EM survey. So we'll, we should be able to see stuff now that we know what, 
what to look for, basically, if, if we're wondering what this little funny thing is over here, oh, maybe that's the, maybe that's the, maybe that's the pegmatites that we're seeing over here in the mag low, because these things are generally not magnetic. So if your host rocks are magnetic at all, you should see some sort of a signature there. So, but, um, but in terms of other data, yes, there is government geochem in the area that suggests down ice, basically, from where the source is to, you know, to where the glaciers were trending, there is some down ice dispersal in lithium. Uh, oh, so good. that's good support there, as well as we staked an additional uh, a couple of blocks of claims further to the west, uh, 20 to 30 kilometers further to the west that uh, have uh, a large number of actually pretty, pretty robust gold in lake sediment values. Uh, a lot of them are you know, between 50 and 100 ppm lithium, which, uh, and again, I'm, I'm still kind of learning this, this, this curve. Uh, are are quite uh, quite anomalous. So there could be other. So you know, is that so? Is the steps forward to get some tighter space geophysical work done uh, to prepare for drilling? Is that uh, sort of the game plan going forward? Well, we'll just we have the data now, so we'll we'll pick it apart. We've got a couple of directors that are quite good at piecing together and unraveling the mysteries of geophysics. So we'll 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 piece it together. We'll marry it with any and all available data, not just the gold now. I mean, now clearly we need to look at this project in terms of its uh, of its potential uh, benefits for our shareholders in terms of what this lithium, uh, you know, uh, angle could could suddenly bring to us. And uh, and and again, you know, we're not suddenly going to become an a, a lithium company, but we do owe it to our shareholders to obviously evaluate any and all opportunities that may come our way, whether it be through discovery of a, of, a, of a new and different type of uh, a mineral occurrence on the property. Uh, and if there's going to be any interest from, from third parties uh, who may want to you know, run with this project, we understand there is you know, some consolidation going on with respect to lithium, uh, certainly a lot of partnerships being formed. So um, we won't stray from our focus of gold, Alan, but we will also not you know, let an opportunity go by. something that uh, you kick over. Uh, and, you know, speaking of that, Tim, I've always, uh, you know, been a fan of the people you have around you. And in the Benton group there, you've got the Stairs family that, uh, you know, is kind of renowned for their prospecting talents and uh, Pro PDAC prospector of the years kind of guys. Uh, and uh, so you got some good guys to kick rocks with. Oh, absolutely. No, and indeed, the discovery was made with, uh, with Steve Stairs and his brother, Michael, uh, who's very big. He's very fond of uh, rare earths and, and lithium. In fact, a uh, couple of his companies that he's involved with are, are focused specifically on that. And of course, our consultant, Sean O'Brien, from the former Newfoundland government geologist who spent considerable time down there and uh, is helping us unlock the mysteries of the geology down there. So, yeah. Um, like I said, uh, we have a great team, uh, a great joint venture relationship with Denton, and uh, we've already seen it already is bearing fruit. So uh, uh, you next know, time you talk to next time you talk to Steve, tell him I said hello. I'll certainly do that. Okay. Alan, thank you. All right. So now let's get on to our big stuff, which is your Moosehead project. You're looking for a orogenic uh, style of mineralization, similar to what they're talking, uh, Swan, the Swan Zone at um, uh, Fosterville in Australia that really put 
Kirkland Lake on the map of big producers, high grade, high margin gold um, found in veins. And uh, um, these aren't easy to find. You've got uh, complex uh, faulting often. And uh, if you look at it, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. If you look at the uh, uh, swan zone and the areas above it, and where you get the got the high grade mineralization, and you know one thing I always noticed about or said about you guys is that when they figure out this system, it's not going to take long to start adding a lot of ounces, and. One of the things that you came up with recently is that you've put news out about your barge uh, drilling. And I get the sense uh, from talking to you that this could be the effort that helps unlock that puzzle. Have I, have I read you correctly, Tim? Uh, yes, you're very, uh, you're a very astute uh, student of the game, uh, Alan. I have to give you a lot of credit. Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, no, uh, Moosehead is certainly, you know, a Fosterville uh, lookalike in terms of the geological setting. And I've mentioned this in, in several, uh, in several, uh, uh, you know, uh, public appearances where, uh, you know, the, the setting is right, the rocks are right, the structure is right, the chemistry is right, you know, the style of mineralization is right for a foster bill and um, even the gold people you've already at, found in your holes is right. Yes, exactly. So, so the barge is going to be a very important uh, uh, um, mover for us going forward, Alan, it will be basically testing an area that because of a small body of water, um, we have this very large gap or hole in our mineralized sort of uh, model for, for, for Moosehead. And because we're able to drill around one side of the pond and drill around the other side of the pond, but the zone is actually underneath this pond. Now it's it's not a huge body of water. It's only a few meters deep. It's only a few hundred meters wide and probably four or five hundred meters in length. But it is a but it is a, a, a little bit of a deterrent in terms of uh, of you know building out this thing as best we can, and couple that with the fact that. Uh, a lot of our highest grade and best intersections come right on the edges around where we can't drill anymore because of the water. So uh, we have had a couple of very short is that campaigns. On the south uh, west side of the lake is that I I'm going off my memory looking at one of your presentations. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it ends. Uh, it it, it kind of trims to the west side of of North Pond and and kind of extends then under the southern end of the pond and appears to be trending down towards uh, where we've also gotten quite a bit of success at the 75 zone, which has been uh, you know a, a newsmaker for us lately, and uh, of course South Pond. What's which, the distance uh, from those two ponds? It's about 200 meters between them uh, uh, collectively. But you know the overall length of, of of the zone of mineralization is is probably more in the four to five hundred meter range and still open, Alan, because of the fact that we can't extend it uh, any further to the north because it is along that edge where we just can't test it anymore. And folks, because... just for your knowledge, uh, if you look at the foot footprint of the Swan Zone, you're not talking about a large area uh, of intense high grade. Um, so you could certainly fit a swan zone in that area. That's why I'm, the, the nature of my questions, Tim. 
Oh, without question. Yeah, I mean, my understanding, and uh, and unless things have changed there in in, in recent months, uh, uh, with with respect to the size of the Swan Zone, I've I've read publications whereby it's 50 to 75 meters in strike length, you know, four to 15 meters in 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 thickness, but it's the down plunge, and and these are the mysteries that you need to unlock, or the plunges of these things, and they're not always consistent. You can drill a fence of holes across and say, oh my God, I missed it with the two holes, you know, to the left and to the right. That's because it's either dipping below one of your holes or above one of your holes. You just need to figure all that stuff out. So, you know, it's trial and error. You will have to drill some holes that don't tell you, well, every hole tells you something, but they all don't give you, you know, the reward at the end of the day that you're hoping to get, but they're all important. So we've got a minimum of 5,000 meters planned from the barge, uh, upwards of 10,000 meters. That's about the most that we can, you know, fit into this, to this window that we have there. But we expect to, uh, you know that uh, based on what we know from our from our drilling to date that there should be or could be uh, depending on what word you want to use a lot of low-hanging fruit there uh, as i mentioned earlier a lot of our highest That's grade the term you use when i that got me uh, thinking this could be what unlocks this whole mystery you're talking about low-hanging i forgot what it was that clicked on me for that uh, tim yeah, because most of the holes, Alan, that we've got proposed for this uh, barge-based program are only about 100 meters in total depth. And within that, you know, we're expecting in a number of cases, uh, depending on the geometry and the angles, of course, um, to hit not just one zone of mineralization, but two. And that would be the high-grade upper portion of the main eastern trend, as well as what we call the footwall splay. And the footwall splay came about... Uh, uh, earlier this year with hole 115, which cut um, two zones. I think it was 4.6 meters of about 47 grams, and I think eight meters of 68 grams, you know, in the, in the footwall splay and the main eastern trend zone, respectively. So we're now going to be able to test that a lot more effectively, uh, that target zone anyway, a lot more effectively from the barge and with many more holes. So unless the thing gets gets cut off by later structure which which can happen um you know we're expecting you know some some pretty good success with this barge-based program and again infilling a large hole that currently exists in our uh, eastern trend uh, mineralized model and one thing that um is a little bit different between the swan zone and and what's happening out in newfoundland is that it looks like that juiciest part of the system is closer to surface so maybe there's been erosion that you know the first 20 years of fosterville was in that the, at the extension and it took them mining through that to then target the swan zone it looks like you guys are uh well a lot of the talk i hear from the newfoundland projects looking for orogenic is it looks like the heart of that system is closer to surface. Those exactly, systems. and whether it's through to erosion or just structural uplift in general, um, you know, maybe we've had some later movement on faults post-mineral that have pushed a lot of this stuff up much closer to surface for us. Because as you know, as we know, you know, the Swan Zone, you know, was I think about a thousand or twelve hundred meters, you know, down, uh, you know, below surface, um, and we're we're getting you know, foster or sorry, Swan Zone type grades less than hundred meters from surface. So, you know, you know, you hate to think that you've had a thousand meters of erosion, 
but maybe it's just all been structurally, you know, replaced or remobilized in terms of, you know, maybe now it's all been sort of brought together a little closer to surface and uh, lucky for us um, sits where it currently does, except for the pond, <laughs> which is well, you know, a little bit of a, yeah. Yeah, but a barge fixes that problem. And now you yes. can, because you can now go in there with tighter spacing and that's probably what took a long time for Swan to be discovered was when you're drilling down a thousand to twelve hundred meters, it's not easy to poke a, a, a good tight drilling into that area, which probably would have led to figuring it out a lot sooner uh, if you can tighten up that uh, that drilling so you can vector in on maybe where a swan zone is undercover there. Well, and as well, uh, uh, you know, uh, with respect to Moosehead, uh, the dip of the mineralization is is such that you can really only drill it true thickness from the water. Otherwise, you're drilling it down dip. Wow. You could miss it underneath. You could miss it above. So especially if the thing isn't, and, and these things are never straight lines. I mean, there's always, you know, some different shapes to them mm -hmm. or whatever. So, you know, you always run the risk of missing it. And we know now we've missed the zone because of those features uh, in the past, based on- Probably the drilling from the north side when you were- Now we need to be, yeah, so exactly. So, and this will also give us more true thicknesses as well, as opposed to elongated, you know, apparent thicknesses that are exaggerated because you're drilling down dip. So, um, and as well, because it's so close to surface, we know that, you know, 100 meters should get us through both of those zones. Now. We may run a few of those holes a little deeper just to see if there's any more surprises down there because we're finding lots of surprises <laughs> on this property. And, um, you know, uh, again, uh, we, we've learned a lot, but I think there's still a lot uh, to learn here. I imagine if the alteration continues beyond that 100 meters or so, you'll keep going to see if you can get a nice surprise. For sure, Alan. Yes, you got it. Okay. Okay, and uh, one other thing I wanted to talk to you about, Tim, is uh, pending news. You guys probably have a lot in the lab or waiting on a lot. Where, where do we stand on that sort of stuff? We do, and um, uh, we expect uh, you know, a couple of news releases on results uh, from Moosehead, as well as uh, the first set of results from uh, Fleur-de-Lis. The TIL program is... Uh, Phase one is about 80% complete there. Uh, the results are starting to trickle in. And so we're very happy to uh, be able to provide some news on that in the next week or so. Uh, but we should also have news in the next week or so uh, in terms of assays from, uh, from Moosehead as well. So um, I know people are looking forward to that. We're anxious to, you know, to see what the final uh, you know, batch of results will look like, but you know, we have, um, you know, been assured that we should be able to produce, uh, you know, a meaningful news release with a bunch of holes uh, in the next week or so. Good. Well, we're going to have to talk again after that, uh, Tim. Yeah, Moosehead is, I've been, I, when did you make that discovery? I've been following it closely since you made that discovery. I'm a big fan of high-grade gold, uh, Tim, and, and, uh, and I, and I know the, I know the challenges that it brings, but the rewards are worth those challenges if the truth machine keeps pointing in the right direction. 
Yeah, well, the first hole was drilled in uh, mid late summer of 2018. And of course, we just had a very modest, uh, you know, start with a very modest treasury at that time. But, you know, since 2019, yeah, uh, it, it's been, uh, it's been, uh, you know, uh, a very active time for us. We've got now just over 50,000 meters in total drilled uh, ourselves, uh, about 250 holes. And um, uh, that sounds like a lot, but when you, when you factor that out over a couple of kilometers of strike length with five zones uh, you're trying to expand on, um, it, 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 you know, uh, we, we still have a lot more work to do. Uh, we're getting there um, and we don't intend to stop at the end of the 50,000 meter phase six. That's, that's just going to be a little break for us uh, sometime over the, over the winter, part of the winter, maybe we'll have to re recharge, but um, yeah, um, we're, we're, we're not, we're not slowing down, not at well, all. You brought up a couple things there, Tim. One is that, uh, <clears throat> you know, that's the nature of these orogenic systems too. They're deep and, uh, you know, they're usually not one isolated vein that, you know, is uh, mineralized. Um, so you've got, you've got a lot of indications there that you could find more than one uh, potential swan zone type target, if you will. Well, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think we're, we're, we're well beyond the point of this thing being just a small isolated occurrence, which is probably what a lot of people had this project written off to before we acquired it. Um, it's now a property of merit, clearly, and one that uh, I think uh, uh, has a lot more to offer and, 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 and reveal yet. Uh, again, you know, we just started testing some of our regional targets and, you know, uh, uh, news will be coming forth on that as well. Uh, some interesting developments there on that front. So um, it's going to be a busy fall. Um, like I mentioned to you earlier, um, you know, we've got other projects that, that need some addressing uh, and um, I'm kind of running around putting out small fires here and there in terms of uh, uh, getting things done and some of those others. And uh, yeah, uh, you will be hearing more from Fleur de Lis, from Golden Hope, Great River, um, Kepenkeck, and obviously Moosehead. Uh, in the coming weeks and we appreciate uh, everybody's patience with respect to uh, assay news but uh, it is what it is we're all dealing with it down here so um well yeah. you can be waiting on assay results on a uh, iffy project or you can be waiting on assay results for someone who's looking for a swan zone type target uh i don't have a lot of problem waiting for those kind of things and uh, at at uh, moosehead if i'm correct there's there's a regional or there's a, a fault that goes sort of through the middle of our to the side of the pond and from the north end down to the south end and these are important for you know multiple sets of uh, mineralization and why you found all these targets is that correct Tim? Yeah well we sit essentially on the same structure that hosts uh, Matador Mining's Cape Ray project. Uh, further to the north along strike on that same structure, you've got Marathon with their Valentine Lake, you know, four to five million ounces uh, there. They're probably going to be turning sod there on the mine, hopefully in the next uh, 12 months. Um, and, and, and Moosehead sits on that, the northern extension of that same feature. And it seems like at Moosehead, uh, there's been a, a, a fanning out or a feathering out or a horse tails, if you will, off of a main structure that has fed a number of sub-parallel and interlocking uh, 
structures. Some of them are, you know, uh, east dipping. Some of them are north dip, you know, vertical structures. Uh, and some are linking structures. So everything we need to see to identify potentially, you know, a significant, uh, you know, uh, zone of, 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 of gold mineralization that uh, our shareholders will be uh, proud to say they're uh, they're part of uh, owning. So what you just described there is kind of like what I see at depth at the Swan Zone, you know, multiple structures, but that big crustal structure is also really important because that helps tap deep, which is where these orogenic deposits come from. Then they come up and kind of spread out when they get into that, that uh, faulting you talked about there, Tim. Yeah, that, uh, you know, it seems like when you get close to surface, the thrust basically unlocks, you know, because of all the overpressure that's now suddenly reduced and just makes this whole fan or feathering of, uh, of multiple sub-parallel, like a braided stream sort of thing, uh, pattern. And not all of them will be mineralized. Some will be, some won't. Uh, then again, you get later structural complications that can jiggle some things around. Sometimes it helps you, sometimes it hurts you. But... Um, yeah, there's, there's, like I said, there's no question now that Moosehead has kind of risen to the level of, um, you know, a project that you know, we, we need to do more work on, clearly, and we intend to You know, to Tim, I, I don't need to tell you, but I think I want to tell the audience, every time I hear more about this project, it, it all points me back to the Swan Zone and, uh, and Fosterville, you know, you've got that regional fault, you've got this you know, where the rocks are all being prepared. It can add complexity, but it also opens up the window for the juices to flow in there and find one of those uh, lenses that uh, are hugely profitable. And, you know, it's one thing to talk about that in a structural sense, but even more importantly, you found that uh, indications that that's happening with the truth machine in your drilling that you've hit lots of high grade gold. So you know that there's some mineralizing system there and it's coming into one of these classic areas that are similar to Swanzo. Well said, Alan, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> ah, <laughs> sometimes I have to wear my explorationist hat too, uh, Tim. There you go. Well, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of this project and I, uh, I, I really think that I get the sense that this barge is going to lead you to a lot of good stuff, Tim. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed for you guys and I hope that this uh, barge drilling really opens this thing up wide open. Thank you, Alan. And yeah, uh, certainly lots of uh, things to look forward to in the coming months. Thank you. Well, as you get more news, Tim, we're definitely going to talk some more. So I'm going to let you go. Uh, I'm going to close it off. Thanks again for, uh, you know, being a sponsor of my website. It helps me to put content together. And uh, I think that this is the kind of content that investors need to hear. Uh, you know, it's one thing to sort of have a, um, you know, a canned presentation of your, uh, your slide deck there. But you know, I've been at the exploration game since 1993, so I, I think I ask a few questions that uh, uh, the regular folks out there don't, and, uh, and I think it's good stuff to have, and Tim, you're, you're always a great guy to talk to about this stuff. I could talk to you for hours about what you're doing. 
Well, thank you, Alan. And yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> okay. All right, Tim, I'm going to wrap it up. Thanks again, everybody, for joining us. Um, Sokoman is a sponsor of the website. They help me to be able to uh, do the work that I do. Uh, I only invite companies uh, to be sponsors that I believe strongly in what they're doing. Moosehead is a, a tremendously exciting project for all the reasons that Tim and I just talked about. It's not just some, you know, House Street or Bay Street stop promotion uh, talk about a Swan Zone lookalike. They've got the uh, key. Uh, they've got the, you know, the deep structural fault. They've got this uh, secondary fault thing that opens up the rock for. Uh, the gold to get up near the surface and they've drilled and they've found lots of high grade gold and now they're doing the barge drilling I think it's going to unlock everything so <clears throat> they still have a very modest valuation uh, compared to some of their peers that are looking for orogenic type deposits and uh, I invite you to do your homework check out their website they do a lot of great stuff in their news releases their corporate presentations, all that stuff is a great place for you to do your homework. As always, this show is for information purposes only, and uh, it's important for you to do that homework and speak to your financial advisors before making any investment decisions. On that note, have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>